0: Hello. Sorry to keep you waiting there for the last couple of weeks. I hope you've uh, enjoyed your, your stay here in the, in the lobby. But now it is time for a new episode of Phantom Nonsense. Brought to you by these sponsors. Just kidding. Um, but, you know, p- listen to the Be Good record. Maybe buy the Be Good record. Maybe if you're like in the Paducah area and you need anything music uh come see me and Nolan at Dogwood's music. Um and so yeah, there's our sponsors for the day.
1: Still <laughs> known as the old shop name though if anyone wants to
0: Yeah, that yeah, if yeah. uh Dogwood's music formerly known as Jaton Music currently known by the street sign as Jaton Music. Yeah.
2: That's um, in the works by the way. <laughs> I figured yeah.
0: Um but yeah, so we are going to catch up on some Bad Batch and some Loki. And uh you know, it's gonna be gonna be a fun time. We're gonna you know talk about uh love and f- and family and gender and sexuality and DNA results and all kinds of different fun things tonight. So yeah. Yep. So where do you guys wanna start? Uh can we start with Loki? I was hoping you'd say that. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So, uh, where we last left off was uh, the beginning of Lamentis, right?
0: Right. I was, I was. We had not talked about episode three yet, right? We're no. Gonna, okay, yeah.
2: So, yeah. So, we join Sylvie and Loki on the uh, just strife-ridden planet of Lamentis, yeah. about to be one of the many cataclysms that Sylvie has had to exist in. And we immediately start to get this sort of uh, Han and Leia- uh, back chatting, ball aching, mm-hmm. uh, uh romance budding between them. Yeah. I mean, I saw it from a mile away, yeah, but I I think yeah. you were supposed to uh just like <laughs> and the way it's framed is that like uh you could perceive it as just an extension of Loki's uh self-interest, but I think what it's actually showing you is like um Loki's ability to trust and uh how he is, you know, his his character is going through this uh, this fucking uh, regenesis, yeah. this uh, you know this rebirth into uh, you know kind of kind of accepting that uh, individuality and what makes you uh, you know a separate conscious mind. Isn't something that is like prescriptive to like writing things upon your soul. Like there's nothing about being a Loki that now we, we can perceive as anything other than just like a bit of trivia. You yeah. know, it's a it's a happenstance.
0: Like what's in a name? You know. Well, I think that that like, and that keeps that keeps coming up um, between the two of them. Uh, that that question of what makes a Loki a Loki, and I think that that like gets yeah. to the. The ultimate question that the show is asking, which is what happens when uh, destiny or just in like actual real terms, your identity and your role in society, you know, and like the role that you fill in the sacred timeline, quote unquote, what happens when that brushes up against um, free will and self-determination? Yeah. Yeah. You know, like I think that's ultimately what it's what it's getting to and and so the relationship with with Sylvie and, and Loki ex- explores that from both of their both of their perspectives. Um because they both represent uh, a mirror to each other but also like a mirror they w- they represent something they can't be. You know, they represent like an an inverse of, yeah. of of themselves. Yeah. It's yeah, it's the uh
2: the the point without a center. It's the the uh like from a deconstruction perspective it's the one thing that undermines the concept of self is the mirror image of it. Right. And um the fact that they are distinct beings it throws a whole Wrench in the idea of a predestination and uh, any kind of you know absolute like a divine purpose, like right. Loki uh, previously phrased
0: it, or however he said it. What uh, was glorious it? Glorious purpose. Glorious purpose. But yeah, same, same difference, yeah. right?
1: But Loki doesn't even like truly believe in there being a glorious purpose.
2: Well, he that was his main motivation beforehand. Uh, or at least s- one of his stated motivations yeah. for right. like
1: but that's all stemming from uh just how he grew up and being taught like his entire life that mm. he is royalty and technically he is. Right. Well yeah, yeah that's you gotta and start. And so it he like he right. had power. He needed power and right. because you have power that means you're this. Right. It's based on like the uh the fragile not fragile, um the fake self image he has. Right. Yeah.
0: Like sh- Square one of of Loki, as far as the MCU goes, is finding out that he is a frost giant and is therefore has always been inevitable to take the throne. And so his whole life being raised as a prince and an heir of Asgard is is taken from him. And so he has to fill that that spot of purpose, which he tries with Thanos and then he fails and you see in the main time what what comes of that and you see here what comes of that is when you first see Loki again he does believe that he is burdened with glorious purpose. Yeah. yeah. He does he does believe that but it's quickly assuaged of him once he realizes what happens to him um you know if he had if he hadn't been taken by the TVA what or if he had gone to uh back to Asgard what would have happened to him? And the futility of the Infinity Stones and, you know, the power that he that he sought, you know? Right.
2: Um, he realized that what he thought was the ceiling
0: of power in his world
2: was actually not. And that is true whether or not the TVA is as powerful as they seem because they were still an authority right. over him. And getting,
0: a, getting ahead of myself a little bit here, uh, so we won't get into this much, but I will say that I think that both of them and their um, – in their encounter with the with the timekeepers, does show that they both still believe that they are uh, they are imbued with glorious purpose. Like I yeah. think that both both Sylvie and Loki and all all Lokies, you know, maybe the thing that makes it Loki Loki isn't the fact that they survive, but the fact that they b- believe they do. You know, because you don't. You don't know how do how do I say this? Once once you don't survive then you then you're not surviving to tell right, about it. Yeah. You know? yeah, exactly.
2: So I think that's kind of uh like an absurdist belief. Not not like absurdism in like the, the comedic sense, but in the Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and yeah, like the philosophical nature. Because you know, Loki's basically confronted with a uh, nihilist proposition that like there's an arbitrary uh, authority that just fucking decides what is going to happen and what isn't and there's right. no way to influence their authority so it's just like you're kind of just spinning in this hamster wheel from mm-hmm. his perspective so you know I, it's it's understandable to think then that okay well fucking nothing matters then but his response to that is the absurdist response which is to embrace the lack of meaning and decide to prescribe it with your own. So his glorious purpose and his ability to survive are, uh, you know, part of the s- same recreation yeah. of, of the idea of, uh, of uh, like being in the right place at the right time, being exactly where you need to be, mm-hmm. you know, because... Th- in, in the traditionalist like the, uh, predestination sort of perspective, you uh, could say that that is just the will of God, and that you were you know divinely placed somewhere. But you can also in like as we were just saying uh, uh, absurdly say that. So in this v- vacuum of meaning, I've created my own, and therefore because there was no previous uh, standard for legitimacy, anything that I can concoct for. A uh, fucking way to live will be equally as valid as anything in the universe. Therefore, I can imbue it with as much meaning as I desire. Right.
0: So, so yeah, we're we're on lamentus, and or fall in love with Sylvie, and I mean, same. Yeah, she's pretty great. I I mean, bet- between wanting to fucking. Uh, Take Omega home and give her her, r- her own room and toys and wanting fucking Sylvie to step on me fucking <laughs> <nine> <laughs> weeks or just but <coughs> um but yeah so we so we're on we're on lamentus and we're we're getting to know our our other self and um, the. the the train scene was was interesting <gasps> was like the the con- the conversation um uh, between between them um it's i've it was been a week since episode 3 and so <laughs> um i've seen so i've seen way too many people that actually thought that she had a uh, a postman boyfriend waiting on her. Oh. Like, uh, really? Yeah. <laughs> because people can't read. Well, it's not even context clues. Like, it's just. It was a joke. Well, it obviously was a joke. It was very clearly a joke. Um,
1: so There's no reason why that's even, like. Well, like, yeah.
0: it's very clearly a joke. But if you don't pick up on the joke then immediately after that she says um you'd be su- you know you'd be surprised what people are willing to do in the face of uh, of like calamity or whatever yeah. but it's just enough to get by it's like you know same as you prince or pr- princes princesses a little bit of both same as you guys expect but nothing ever real like but anyway um the Oh yeah, Loki's by. That's pretty neat. Yeah, a Loki. feather in our cap. Loki's Loki's by. I mean, mm. I guess they're both, they're both by. I mean, what maybe what makes a Loki a Loki is is being by. Being bi. Bi, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> what I, I
1: saw th- so many arguments being like is Loki bi or Pan, just no, like people are getting just into like it.
2: Okay, like on that level. It's a fucking fictional character. What, like, we can only really tell what is being (laughs) given to us. Who, I don't really care to speculate on Loki's sexuality any more than it like is fucking relevant to the uh, plot, right? So, like, all we need to know is that he's said that he was attracted to both um, what was coded masculine and feminine, and that he's into Sylvie, and that's really the only. I
0: haven't even seen that. And I wish I had. I wish that was the discourse I was seeing oh. about this show.
1: Yeah, I did actually get on Reddit and look at the main one. But mostly... Reddit's not, yeah. Reddit's not bad. No. I don't know how I stumbled upon it. It was actually... It was on First Facebook. First time
0: that's been... <laughs> no, like, on... Yeah. Like, the Reddit, um, like, discourse about the show is... It's fine. is fine. Um, the fucking Twitter discourse is everyone fucking losing their minds because... Of Loki and Sylvie,, oh. because they're the same person, which means they have the same DNA, which means it's incest which so
2: first of all, that's fucking impossible, right, right, they're from different universes, yeah,
0: yeah, and so like yeah, so the ho- like th- yes, the most the closest real world correlation, yes. Would be that, you know, a twins clone or, or like twins or something like that. Yeah. But it's not the real world. And I swear to God that fucking the sci-fi occasion of, of fucking fiction has ruined fiction because everyth- everything has, t- like, well, what about, like, their DNA and genetics? What, what DNA and genetics? They don't actually exist. You know, yeah. like, yeah. no matter what answer you get it's something that someone just pulled out of their ass yeah. to ec- to explain the thing. Like, just accept the... S- because... Suspend I your disbelief. This is a fucking superhero well story. Well, it's, it's that. But os- honestly, with the... With the thing of of Loki and Sylvie and how this is all playing out, this is almost like... This is a- like on an allegorical kind of to me i can see like you could see this all playing out in loki's psyche you know what i mean like it's yeah. W- yeah. it's one of those stories where the the actual characters and their relationships aren't what matters but the the archetypes that they represent in in the human psyche and how they and how they conflict with each other and you know the the internal um, hero's journey kind of kind of thing of of learning to to love and accept both the m- masculine and feminine sides of your spirit. You know, like there's a l- a really rich narrative going on to do with with self love and self determination and uh, all that gets obscure obstructed with the with the conversation about uh minutiae like genetics and and stuff and i don't know
2: um yeah i don't think it's you need to like reinvent the wheel i think like what i like about sci fi and stuff when they do provide explanations uh I like how fucking campy it can be. Like in Star Trek, yep. whenever they fucking just spout off a bunch of techno babble, mm-hmm. just because it's it's fun. You know, it's like it doesn't matter. It's uh, it's science fiction. It's not like right. You're reading a fucking paper and you're like, define your terms. Yeah. But I mean, I think if you are already of the mindset that like you can't really distinguish fiction from reality, like uh, if you were like a Q person, right? Wha- or just had that type of of, of brain. You know you would just sort of fucking overlay the same level of scrutiny onto everything and and not have any kind of like nuance as to to what you're actually uh you know observing it would just be whatever material is in front of you gets the same sort of just really sp- like uh hodgepodge of criteria for legitimacy mm. Mm-hmm. Like just wildly disparate beliefs about what constitutes
0: reality. Yeah, you're my icon, by the way. Yeah. Okay. Up is on, right? Oh yeah, up is on. Just making sure. Cool.
1: Say, oh damn, that would suck. Yeah. Honestly, after that long, yeah. Look, Le- yeah, I just stumbled upon like I saw a photo. I clicked on the comments for some reason, as I do on Facebook. <laughs> went down a tunnel, and basically, it was just, you know, they're fictional characters. It doesn't it doesn't necessarily matter, and also. Loki fucked a horse <laughs> as a I horse. Think. Like that's just it Right. I mean there's It doesn't it doesn't matter.
0: Well, and if all ge- if all Loki are the same genetics or whatever. Um if that's was even possible, if possible even fucking matters because they're f- fucking cartoon characters. Um but if if Loki We're all the same genetics. How the fuck is there a black one?
1: Okay, I was actually about to ask. And a fucking
0: crocodile. Yeah. One.
1: Yeah, I actually (laughs) saw one of those too because someone was like, well, you can be of different races but have the exact same genetics, but no, that's melanin factors into your genes.
0: Yeah.
2: Right, it's like... There are phenotypes associated with, like, differences in races, I guess. But, like, that that's thats a misreading of the, the very true thing, which is that fucking um, there's more genetic diversity within races than without them. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, race is a social construct for that reason. But it's not that, like, you'd have – you don't have the same genetic material with anybody other than, right. like, somebody you're a
0: fucking, you know,
1: Immediate family. Oh, yeah.
0: Know. Yeah. Well, and even then, like...
1: I didn't know you meant exact same. I thought you just meant similar.
0: No, that's what
2: I mean. That's, yeah, that's what I'm getting at. Is that, like, that's an impossibility. It's like... Right.
1: Even twins have don't have the same set of DNA. Yeah. Do they not? No.
2: I thought single uh, sperm, single, zygote, fucking... Maybe there
1: is a chance, but I don't think so. I don't think they have the exact same DNA. But there was this lady who, um, she had a twin. She Mm -hmm. reabsorbed her twin in the womb. Yeah. They were split from the same egg, like, yeah. But they had different DNA. So this woman, something happened, and she ended up getting her kids taken away from her, and she had to prove that they were her kids, but she couldn't because Mm -hmm. they had her someone else's DNA, and apparently, like, when she absorbed her twin, they went in and, like, they found in her womb DNA that wasn't hers.
0: Oh, that's crazy. Wow. Uh, Like, it
1: was hers, but it wasn't, you know? Yeah.
0: She had a ghost womb. Um.
2: By the way, ghost womb, coming to NBC, (laughs) 7 p.m. Eastern
0: Standard Time. So, and then after um what is a v- very impressive tracking shot or one uh considering how much uh like acting against green screen or the um uh, the volume that they had to do, the volume is the is the led um uh, projection that they first used in The Mandalorian is now moved to pretty much all of Disney subsidiary high-budget productions. Um, and s- basically, everything was pre—all the CGI was pre-rendered, or like the backgrounds and stuff were pre-rendered on, uh, on a giant L- LED or LCD whatever screen um, that they acted in front of for The Mandalorian. So they weren't acting in front of a green screen. They were acting in front of just a giant screen that would have like the fucking like shit going on in the in the background of the of the scene and stuff, um, which makes it a lot more immersive to to act in. You know, you're yeah yeah. compared to just yeah yeah just being in a void right, um in a weird costume yeah, but yeah other other than that. Um, we get, after that we get to, we get to the, to the end, and, uh, we roll on to four. I really enjoyed episode three, because I enjoy character episodes. Yeah. Um. It's weird, it was like, it was almost like a bottle episode, but the bottle was
2: a dying planet. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It was pretty neat. Yeah. That's cool. I I loved that, like, the train motif was, like, purely just there to, like, uh Give them a means for the journey to take place, right? You know, it's because if they were just walking through the fucking desert the mm-hmm. entire episode, it would have been whack. But like,
1: just bitching at each other.
2: And I like that the 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 goalpost kept changing, and right. kept getting just like taken out from under them. Yeah. yeah,
0: very very good stuff. Um, and we were
1: right. Yeah.
0: The fucking the TVA. The people, not just Mobius, but the everyone at the TVA. Oh yeah, It's yep. just a regular old dude or dudette. Yep. yep. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and um, so yeah, and we could we could talk about because I I thought the most interesting thing about the conversation on the train was the stuff about. Um, Frigga and uh, Loki's mom. Oh. Um, and because that's that's the moment that Sylvie lets her guard down, you know, like, yeah, it's where it stops being contentious, right? Whenever, whenever she, whenever she asks what Loki's mom was like, um. Because assuming that her life is basically the same as Loki's except she knew she was adopted and then she was taken (coughs) at whatever age she is. I think 10. Yeah, seems to be. Um, Then Frigga was probably still alive. She's just been gone so long that she doesn't, you know, alive whenever she was kidnapped. She probably didn't die when she was young. But she's probably just been gone so long that she doesn't remember yeah her her family in like in detail like that, but I find it interesting that the one that she maybe it's just because Frigg is the one they talked about, but it's also interesting that their mother is the one they talked about um exclusively, but that that's the only one that she still has any memory of anymore the one that left that left an impression that even though it's faded from actual like memories she can actually recall or or like latch on to that impression of her mother still still lingers from enough that that's enough to b- break the tension between her and Loki.
1: From my understanding, they they did love the mother more specifically because uh and this may be wrong. This is just something that like I saw from I don't know, the comics I read are never canon anymore. Everything I read gets r- uh, retconned. But she saw that he was jealous of Thor, and so she helped him learn his magic and be able to use it the way that he actually could. So, yeah. because of that, that would be the closest relationship they would have to anyone on in Asgard. Right.
0: Um, yeah, that, that definitely plays into the MCU. Basically, with the comics... It doesn't matter at all. Yeah. The yeah. more you can it's not Lord of the Rings, the more you can disregard the comics, the more you can enjoy the the MCU. Mm-hmm. Because like Sylvie is uh, is Lady daughter. Loki. She's also Sylvie Lushton and she's also uh Eco. She's like a bunch of different characters yeah. from the comics. They're just taking little bits and pieces up, and they've done that since like the fucking Mandarin. Like yeah, you know, like that's always been the the way the MCU operates because it's the only way that you can operate because it's a different medium. Yeah, um, which does get into before we get to episode four, um, so mult so multiverses and yeah. events. Mm-hmm. in in comics right they they serve a particular function in the material reality of comic books which is you comic books come out on a weekly basis they're they spread across multiple different they spread across decades of storytelling and so they are constantly being reset and renewed and have to every now and then be be condensed back into cohesion to start the blossoming process all over again yeah crisis on infinite earths uh right yeah uh secret wars you know you have to have that like event that reestablishes a new status quo to work from yeah now from an audience perspective it's just oh cool everyone I know and love is here. Like, there's five different spider, Spider-Men fighting, five different fucking Dr. Dooms. You know, how yeah. cool is this? But there is an actual, like, function of why those stories are told in comic books and why they, they have yeah. to be told in comic yeah. books. That doesn't exist in film. Right. You know, like, there I- there isn't... Yeah, you can introduce uh, an, a different Iron Man from a different universe... So you can have that character again and not have to get Robert Downey Jr. back or have to like retcon shit. But at the same time, it there isn't that s- that space for an actual multiverse to gr- to right. grow naturally because of they're long form
2: their and l- right. the best in terms of like turnover you can get is like one every two years right if it's a if it's a major film release. So like we
0: haven't seen it's most likely that Loki is going to get picked up for a second season and we'll see if they're able to actually do another season of that in a year's time, you know, and actually have it come out at the same time time this year or it may be a two year wait between between shows because they are going to do a second season. It's pretty likely Mm. Loki is the only one that is like. It's a possibility for and with how well it's it's done, it seems pretty likely that Loki's going to get a second season, yeah, because yeah, oh we have what God. two
1: more episodes left, yeah, and we just got a whole bunch,
0: I mean, spread y- open yeah, but you could I think you could say the same thing for Falcon and Wanda, though those closed yeah. well what
1: those did close well though, yeah, well,
0: well. I mean that's or what I'm, I'm saying I'm ignoring
1: though. Falcon.
0: Right. Wh- what what mm. I'm saying is a lot happened in the last two episodes yeah. of Wanda and or last yeah. three episodes since it was a little bit longer show. Um Oh yeah. But then the episodes were shorter, so whatever. Uh but it still it still managed to to pull it off. You know, when you look at it from from a movie perspective, you get like the big dump of of information and the plot heats up and at the end of the second act and you have 45 minutes to wrap it all up. Yeah. A good movie can do that perfectly fine. Yeah. So like there's there's plenty of time to to bring this to resolution, but it is likely that this show is going to get a second season and I am interested to see I- how quickly they can turn over a second season of this of this show. They
1: know. did it pretty fast, like in the middle of a pandemic.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But
1: it's hard yeah, to I say.
2: I can't. I can't. I can't even imagine how much would go into that, like how many moving parts and like potential disasters could happen. Right. <laughs> just in, in any production, so it's hard to say. I don't know, but uh, I do think that uh, this would lend itself a little bit better to an extension, because once the TVA is, like, rooted out... I mean, like, if we could have, like, fucking quantum leaping Loki duo... ...fucking, you know, solving space crimes or whatever, you know, doing their thing. um, That'd be cool. I do think that the cast is, like, very, very important to this, Mm -hmm. and I don't know if we're going to get any, like... If we're if Owen Wilson would return, is mainly right. what I'm what See, I'm I have the well well
1: question on that. Are they, is Loki in a Loki world, or, or are they all in the same in place? The pr- in the prune world? Yeah. Are they all in a prune world, or would or Mobius be with Mobius riding jet skis? Right.
0: Well, I'm going to say there's one, there is one variant Mobius. I think that there being multiple variant Lokis is yeah. maybe not unique to Loki, but is a r- is rare. Yeah, see, and that's what I... It's a holographic Charizard. Yeah. Uh, I I saw the
1: conversation on Reddit, and I was like, I don't... I thought there weren't that many variants. Also, how do they pick what variants they prune and what variants they don't?
2: Probably their ability to be forced to comply, or just their lack of being uh, uh, contaminated with the truth that they are variants. Yeah. You know? So... Yeah, it's hard to. I mean, it's kind of. I mean, honestly, this is where, like, one of the things that shines about this series is the way that the TVA is portrayed and like the inner workings and bureaucracy of it, Mm -hmm. and how it kind of parallels this sort of, you know, beige fascism that we kind of have in real life. Right. You know, where it's not like, uh, it's not purely bluster and, uh, like might makes right and this kind of like. Third Reich associated grandeur that mm-hmm. we get in like our our modern fascism. A lot of it's very much like just follow the rules, put your head down, everything's gonna be fine. Just right. Respect authority, it's all good. We, you you're in good hands. It's all go back to sleep. You know, uh, we're we're it, taking care of you, Jack. We're right. you know
0: it, it's Calvinist liberal meritocracy taken to its yeah. logical extremes.
2: Right, and uh, this this one just happens to be a little bit more jackbooted. Then, uh, you know, we might see it tip. Well, never mind. No, actually, it's <laughs> <laughs> equally as dystopianly fucking <laughs> authoritarian. But uh, you know, fuck. Uh, <laughs>
1: we got people in riot gear, just like holding batons that disintegrate you.
2: Right. Yeah. Um. So. You could say that about real life too.
1: Yeah. Well, that's exactly <laughs> why if I if said if it. I mean,
2: it's a, f- it's a fun way to uh phrase uh a gun i guess a baton <laughs> that will <laughs> disintegrate oh
1: that's fair that's fair i was just i just said baton because it reminded me of the police baton
2: i mean yeah that too yeah. That i mean the
1: the fact that they're like their names are a serial like it's a serial number
2: yeah yeah that's that's the the whole function of these kinds of like uh acronym institutions you know they they reduce you to a you know a number uh, like a, a a series of of data points which can be used for the purposes of the state which in this case is fucking the TVA the Tennessee Valley Authority right. which <laughs> <laughs> damn it um. I wonder how many people are g- are getting that cuz i i wouldn't have known about the TVA if i didn't fucking visit it in boy scouts <laughs> <laughs> when i was a kid
0: my dad and uncle did work for the TBA when they were in the union yeah,
2: I mean the fucking uh. the thing was huge, yeah like
0: that's how I know about it right on um. but yeah speaking of uh, of Mobius, so we talked last week about the inability with how we've seen Mobius or seen Owen Wilson in the show so far the inability to to like him as a villain or as an, an, not a villain, but an antagonist to Loki. And I love how that played out in episode four because you, I did like, I was like, man, I know you're Owen Wilson. And normally I'd like you, but man, I got to I got to take Loki's side in this here. You're wrong. But you actually see like in a way that's believable for his character come around to be the to be the ally that you were expecting him to be to Loki yeah. the whole time. Without it just being just, well, you can't make Owen Wilson a bad guy, so just, right. just make Owen Wilson just automatically when he comes back like, Oh, for real? The is lying to me? Oh shit, yeah. dog. Yeah. No,
1: like he stole a device, yeah. right. what I imagine a Pokédex would actually look like. Right. And,
0: you know,
2: Mobius was willing to torture and kill people previous. Yes. He was just doing that right. as a part of his job. So, like, m- we should have known him as a villain. It's just that he was the good cop, you know? He right. was the, the guy that puts a good face on it and makes you feel like maybe they're on your side and you should give yeah. it a little bit more leeway to this authority. But, you know... Because he was actually a decent person, he realized that if he wasn't interrogating the authority that he just assumed, then he was just by it like again arbitrarily deciding the fates of variants based on, mm-hmm. you know, some code. And uh yeah, so he, he I really love that scene with him and uh what's her name? Fucking
0: Uh Ravona Renslayer.
2: Yeah. Um
0: Renslayer? Renslayer, yeah. Okay. B
1: fifteen, uh, something like that.
0: Oh no, Hunter hundred hundred B fifteen is the, is the black. Uh, yeah. Wait, agent. who's Renslayer? The. Oh, judge. the head. Yeah. yeah.
1: Oh, okay.
2: I really love that scene with Owen Wilson's gar- uh, Mobius and uh, and Renslayer. That that felt like she is killing it. By the way, her she is doing. She has a right. great performance in this. Uh, I'm not sure what that actress's name is, but she's very talented and uh it's a lot of the subtle stuff like she's just doing that like very convincing gaslighting yeah like um something we haven't seen in Owen Wilson's character because he was never really he was being deceptive at times but it was never like in the same level of duplicity that Rentleys obviously you know behind yeah um
1: and it's like very subtle gaslighting too
2: yeah, you know, it's you it's watch it's really TV well shows, written. and
1: normally it's just like out there where it's very clear to the audience. Yeah, right.
2: might as well turn and wink, that kind of thing. Yeah, but like, yeah, it's, it's nice. It's, I, it's, like this comes back to that that joke that was kind of uh, mistaken by a lot of the uh, audience in the previous episode, but. It's just nice that a show like this that is trying to be very broad and have like mass appeal, to not just be like really coddling and treat you like you're stupid. Right. Like al- already, this was pretty heady. Like even into the first episode. Right. Just and the
0: concept of the show is heady. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because like, I think if you go into, if you have the context of knowing that. That Mobius has had the seed of doubt um, planted in everything, and he's trying to—he's trying to make sense of things in his conversation with Renslayer. Then the gaslighting is very obvious. I yeah, yeah. Like yeah. If you go into the scene dry, if you just see the scene on its own, then it doesn't seem that way. Right. She you just know, like seems like she's concerned for him. Right. It doesn't—it doesn't play into it. Where, like, you know, you have to make it obvious. That Sylvia is telling a joke, you have to make it obvious that Renslayer is bullshitting him. You know, you can trust the audience to follow along, even if you can't.
1: I think the gaslighting that Renslayer does—it's—it's so believable that I feel like people who have gone through that intense gaslighting trauma may be able to pick it out by the vibe she's given off. Oh, for sure. Because it's so fucking believable. Right.
0: Um, so yeah, episode four. Uh, I the the beginning of the episode uh with the destruction of lamentus is like the most romantic shit i've ever fucking seen like that gets me every fucking time when like the world is literally being being like it's so fucking like Poetic and and metaphoric and just so as uh, as a writer of many different stripes, it's f- so fucking beautiful. Cause like the the world is being destroyed, and
1: they're just sitting they're there just holding si- each other's hands, looking into their eyes, looking
0: into each other's eyes, yeah. and just just a little a little moment of peace that is probably even more then Loki is does not come often for Sylvie if she's ever yeah. like since she was a child been running yeah had just had that moment to actually like uh, feel w- love and embrace and everything it's so fucking it's so fucking great um and then the other thing that keeps coming up in the show um b- uh, is and i think the most like overt um statement of it and i think the funniest funniest fucking thing in the MCU is is sif um repeatedly telling him you're always alone And you always will be. Yeah. Like the funniest every fucking time it gets me is whenever he's like just pouring his heart out, just being just like genuine, just like, I know I'm a fucking narcissist. I'm I'm scared of of being alone. And she helps him to his feet and (laughs) puts her hand on his shoulders and goes, you are alone and you always will be. and <laughs> 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 <Just laughs> them. Yeah. It's just so fucking savage, it's hilarious. Yep. But
2: uh, I actually this this leads up to my favorite uh quote of the show thus far. Thank you. is just uh what? Continue. It's just a Mobius uh saying to Loki whenever he can, you know, retrieves him from the uh time cell and he's just mm-hmm. like uh something yeah. along the lines of you can be a good person yeah you
0: you <laughs> can be anyone you want to be yeah any anything at all, even someone good, yeah in case <laughs> in case s- someone ever told you otherwise, right
1: my favorite was whenever Mobius stormed in and told him to shut up and then asked him a question, yeah, that was pretty good, <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: oh yeah Lo uh, i am I supposed to shut up
1: yeah. I thought you said to shut up
2: yeah uh, their their chemistry is like something i would not have foreseen as being yeah just uh, as as potent and like really watchable
1: what a good male friendship yeah. yeah
2: why can't dudes hug why can't dudes like be intimate on in like media no hugging no learning <laughs> it's like fucking mobius shows up they have this like loaded like long stare at one another right. like what the fuck like why can why can they eye fuck each other
0: from I mean six feet <sighs> apart? But people are <laughs> they can. <laughs> I, I don't it think hug sh- was required. People already ship Loki and Mobius, which is fine. I don't think there's that no there. No. Um, it just seems like respect. Like
2: it seems like they love each other. It seems well, like they have like a fucking really yeah. s- amazing friendship. Right. It's just the fact that it's dudes means they can't like right. fucking be because near each other.
3: Right. Because it's
2: it's friends, you know? It's yeah. like fucking Chandler and Joey having to like fucking compensate for every time they show any kind of intimacy with one another by like grunting and talking about beer for like five seconds afterwards. And it always gets a laugh. It's just Oh man, it almost seemed like they were gay for a second, didn't it? <laughs> but then they talked about beer. Saved them. Yeah. That was close. <laughs> but fucking, you know, it's just like, how much harder would that that moment have hit if they got to just be like you know embrace each other? That's all I'm saying, no, I feel you more dudes fucking <laughs> not As in a friends. gay way.
0: Right. <laughs> it's only gay if you're gay, otherwise yeah. it's just two dudes making love, hey, man,
2: Nothing wrong with being a homosexual
0: uh, so. See. You're not going to weigh
2: in on this, Serena? No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't think Serena wants to weigh in on this after spending a night in the bathroom with Mariah. Oh, Jesus.
1: No, it's fine. <laughs> I just, I don't think that, for me personally, watching this scene, which I did watch the scene twice, multiple times. <laughs> you only watched it once. So? I know. Just, <laughs> just go with me You're for a second, Nolan. Oh, my God. What? I'm just You're okay. What the fuck are you? I'm trying s- talking to Talking about there. gaslighting. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! Oh, I'm trying to get there. Just go with me, Nolan.
2: I'm I'm with you. Just t- <laughs> what are you saying?
1: I don't think a hug would have changed it. Is my thing. That's what I was trying to get at. Like I've watched it several times, and I've just been like, even after you mentioned it the first time, I looked it at it. I was like, okay, I don't think that. Maybe I'm just reading it wrong. I'm okay. But I'm not
2: saying that like.
1: I don't think it was required. It was I don't think it would have changed. Uh, of course, anything. it's not
2: required. It would change th- something, though.
1: Do uh, you think it, like, actually would have made the scene feel deeper?
2: Yeah. Uh, what if in Brokeback Mountain fucking the dudes didn't fuck?
1: I don't know anything <laughs> about Brokeback Mountain besides that d- some dudes fuck.
2: Right. That's ca- It's an awesome movie. Tom Hiddleston and Owen Wilson, actually.
3: <laughs>
1: yeah. No no. <laughs> 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 Just, like, get a one-bottle-off episode. <laughs>
2: B- uh, Brokeback Pompeii, whatever. I don't <laughs> know. <like laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, d- I'm not saying, okay, here's, here's, I'm not saying that, like, it's necessary for that level of, 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 uh, physical contact, but, like, it just seems like there, I have, I've been noticing this trend for my entire life, and it's that in the media that we tend to, 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 you know, digest, uh, men can't have, uh like physical connection with one another because it's immediately coded as gay. Or if it's not even that, then it's coded as feminine. It's seen as like a thing that's like prescribed for purely feminine friendships and that because they are women, they, they can interact with each other that way. And it's, it's socially acceptable and it's not seen as necessarily an expression of sexual desire. So
1: I'm having flashbacks from last night now.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing.
1: And well you should. Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. Uh, see, and you know what? We're just glazing over it. Uh Yeah, I know I agree with you that that's been a huge thing like definitely men in movies and like even in real life aren't allowed to be affectionate because that means they're gay. Well, like But I did in this scene I didn't I sh- didn't see it that way. Which now Specific have have to. Me, yeah. yeah.
0: Specifically, which which scene when they were still in the memory prison, mm-hmm.
2: yeah. Whenever yeah, Mobius shows up and is like saves his life, basically. I can
0: yeah. see that. I can see it adding to it. I can also see it. It could have also be kitsch. It could be campy and slowing it slowing it down. Like I'm trying to think of where you would where you would put it put it in. I mean, you could do that really quickly. I just think like instead as they of see them each other
1: staring each other, he wanted them to hug
2: because in, in that same yeah in that same moment you could have had them just like quickly hug each other.
1: Yeah. I don't for who Loki is I don't know the, the longing eye contact felt well, that's more to me. Yeah. It, uh, it, it would show development hug. because
2: yeah. Loki has been very uh, withdrawn this whole time, very unwilling except for with Sylvie, so like it would compound that lesson that he learned interacting with her and show like his ability to then trust Mobius, but it's it's all good. I mean, it's it came through either way. Like, what I'm saying is I really appreciate that friendship. It's just that I think if we did live in a different uh, society, then we would um, be more willing to accept and portray um, platonic male intimacy.
0: Well, I'm having a hard time thinking of any, like, of all the, the fiction I've watched. I'm having a hard t- time thinking of any, like, Legitimate like platonic male hug that I've seen in I think in
2: uh, Thor <laughs> Thor hugs hugs uh, Loki some like in a
1: Thor hugs anyone he can
2: yeah but that's again that's coded as him being weird and like outdated and Is right. foreign it? yeah oh yeah, I've
1: absolutely. always seen it as just like he's, he's a golden retriever golden retriever right he's exactly just
2: happy. he's too familiar quote unquote you but know what I mean
1: no what does that mean
2: being too
0: familiar. He's mm-hmm. not. A, it's a man should have a certain distance exactly. about himself. <laughs> a man should be removed yeah. from all things.
1: A bunch of the kids' shows I watched growing up had like very strong platonic male relationships.
0: Yeah, relationships, but physical intimacy. Uh, they yeah. would
1: hug and stuff.
2: Okay, like Adventure Time is one I can think of, but again, that's
1: Doodle Bops. Doodle Bops? Doodle Bops. What is that? Okay, so... Oh, is that the
2: band? Like, the...
1: It was kind of, like, similar to the Wiggles, but it was three people. Yeah. Yeah. One, like, blue lady, a green and a... Not green. A blue and an orange. And they were all really close. And, yeah, they were just all really good friends. Like, they were all platonically intimate with each other. Yeah. And it was just they were in a band together, and that's... Yeah.
0: Because, like... I think. Outside of children's media is basically what I'm Well, like, even even then good because yeah, I for don't sure. remember that from children's when we were kids, yeah, whenever no. I was a kid. Um and like not with ad- not with adults. Like
2: it, it was you know like Yeah.
1: Oh, and I these were adults.
2: Kids kids would hug. Yeah.
0: But like Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, because it's code is something you grow out of or whatever. Yeah. Um but like It's normal now, like, I feel affronted if I don't get a hug from you or Jacob or Brian or whatever, Yeah. whenever, but we had to establish that precedent and normalize it in our own group. It was weird to to step into that because it's not fucking, like, we had to make a conscious choice that, hey... We're going to make sure we always reinforce, you know, our fucking affection to each other. Yeah. And I think that, like, that is, with certain,
2: like, friend groups, that's a moment that you have to have. You're like, what level of comfort? I mean, with
0: actually, with anybody I think that with you... Al- I think with men in general, if you don't yeah. have that, it doesn't e- exist. I think, like, that is one up that women do have socially is that intimacy we is... We can be
1: gay and it's not gay. Right.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Um, to the point that you're really fucking gay, yeah. Um, and uh, it's to not the point gay.
1: where even lesbians that are married are not gay.
0: Yeah. Well, I think like being gay, quote
2: unquote, like as an identity, is purely a reflection of like gayness being marketable on some level, yeah, right. or being prescribed as uh, counterculture and like being identified as a threat to another lifestyle. Right. So it's like those two like forces in 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 combination defining what being a gay person is. Yeah. And so like culture develops out of that.
0: And we've talked a lot th- throughout this uh about um about about m- biases and internal like logic of beliefs and everything. And for men if you're straight that is also Tied into status, yeah, you know, like, yeah, uh, but for for women, there there is no like. I mean, there is, but not in the same way that there that there is for for men of their status in a social hierarchy for being for being straight. So it doesn't have that same. It's not imbued with the same thing, to not be seen as feminine or or uh, metro or homo or whatever sexual um for women as it is for for men because there's something there even if they don't have that thing themselves to protect, even if you don't have fucking uh a wife and property it's still imbued in the I- in the ideology that we all soak in yeah you know it's and like so background radiation exactly yeah so that's Part of the thing that you're defending when you're defending your masculinity is your status in the yeah. hierarchy right you're saying
2: I'm capable of being a landowner
0: right exactly <laughs> but uh yeah but uh um, s- but but yeah, so let's see where does that where does that leave us? Oh, I – first of all, uh, Sophia uh, Martino, I think that's her name, um, the actress who's playing Sylvie, is fucking – fucking killing it. When you consider how, like, little dialogue she actually has, especially in this last episode, and how much comes across in her – Body language. In her body language and her facial expression. Yeah. Oh, my – so good. I uh – I feel like I'm reading it wrong, but the the scene in the in the corridor or whatever, whenever she <laughs> she looks at him and she goes, "You okay?" and he fucking like looks down and like looks all distraught and she like just looks up like she just like rolls her eyes. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so funny to me just like like, "Hey. Hey. You all right?" and just "No." I'm not. My friend just died. Like, oh, my God, you're so fucking dramatic. (laughs) Dude, I
1: love both of them for that exact reason because they're on opposite spectrums of it's fine, but I'm going to be dramatic about it first.
0: (coughs) Yeah. I I really... Oh. No, go ahead. Sorry.
2: In the the interview with uh, Mobius, when uh, he lies to um, Loki about uh, Sylvie dying... Yeah. That was played really well too because fucking hiddleston is really good at like doing the whole like uh pain behind the smile kind mm-hmm. of vibe yeah and um, a lot of that's just like aesthetically he kind of feels that way because his pr- his presence as loki is right. very much like it's it's pompous but it's always got this like layer of just like panic and fear behind it even going back to like the first avengers it's just, like, he is very much a desperate character. Right. Um, so it's nice to see him, like, soften. And in that interview with uh, with Mobius, he really, like, fucking shows that, despite trying to play his cards close to the vest, he's fucking up really bad and just, like...
0: Yeah, plays the same vulnerabilities, but actually plays them vulnerable instead yeah. of, like... uh. Behind, uh, behind a guard or a mask, yeah. Yeah, that <sighs> that was the uh, be whenever because I don't know the this <coughs> the the interrogation or interview or whatever because he goes in and and like like okay you say the tva is lying to me what what do you mean what's going on let me out of here stop beating me up and i'll tell you okay cockroach and you're like <coughs> like w- i don't know cuz i've been i've been loki in that situation, usually with parrots, sometimes with with bosses, but like Loki, like Loki, genuinely going in, like uh, acknowledging, like, look, I, I'm not getting a fair deal out of this. If I give you what you want, you're just I know you're going to punish me. I know if I tell you what I was doing last night, I'm still going to get punished for it, so I'm just gonna just you know like um but he was genuinely like i don't I don't think that loki was was playing them there. It's very obvious that he genuinely w- was like look as long as you agree to not fucking prune me, I'll tell you what's what's actually going on here, but I'm not going to like um. Uh, my stab myself in the back or or whatever yeah. um but what I find interesting about that is I feel like if Loki wanted to, he's still capable of of playing the situation he was trying to play it as um as honest as he possibly could and not like. You know, and for his own – his own uh, self-preservation was brushing up against his – what he actually wanted to do and, like, that – I don't know, that, like, regret of, like, no, look, whenever Moby's is like, okay, you're just bullshitting me, he's like, no, and – and it carries on. I don't know. Like the, that, that interaction, I found, I found interesting, because um, I feel like typically Loki would be able to get around that situation, but because he was trying to do the right thing, and trying to be the better person, um, he wasn't. Not that he wasn't he wasn't able able to, but he kind of just. He didn't seem to know how to function, in, uh, in his typical way, while still, yeah, you know,
2: I don't think he knew how to hide a genuine concern, like yeah. what he was doing up. Uh, generally, his deception is based on uh, hiding his real motivations with fake concerns, right? With with motivations that are just c- purely smoke screens to, yeah. to get his his uh his real his real uh, agenda. Yeah, his his real agenda to uh come to fruition. So instead we see the the opposite there, where he's he's yeah, he's placing that that uh affection for Sylvie and that desire to keep her alive and safe. Um well, even behind bef- his
0: his uh yeah, his yeah. deception. Well yes, but even before that, even before like before Sylvie comes up, his desire to Uh, to let Mobius know, like yeah, yeah, his desire to actually like um, to do to do right by the people in the in the TVA and you know, uh, he does also lie though about um
2: him being the the mastermind mastermind, but But again that is to protect, so Yeah. yeah, yeah,
0: that was. That was uh, it was it f- was cute. The so what are you guys partners? No, she's irritating and annoying and tries to hit me all the time. <laughs> like
1: Mobis <And laughs> is like, so you want to fuck?
0: Right, right. So you're so you're six, and you want to playground fuck?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
2: Ew.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Get them STCs.
1: Oh, I'm gonna God. vomit.
2: <laughs> sexually <laughs> transmitted cooties.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, yeah, I was about to say. There's a fucking title for yep. it. Hold <laughs> on, Contab- I'll send
1: it to you. Thank
0: you. Um,
2: <sighs> God.
0: But. But yeah, and then. I and a d- lot of a lot of people were were reading that Loki was more concerned about. Mobius, when he got pruned, than he was, whenever he thought that Sylvie was was pruned, but, but he was
2: deliberately trying to hide that concern, right. in that scene, and and still showed it, right. Whereas when mo- like Mobius gets pruned, it just happened. You're right, seeing yeah. his, gen- he was no reason to, right, exactly. put any kind of front up there.
0: God, um, and so.
1: I do kinda see wanna see them as a buddy cop movie. I oh
0: mean yeah.
2: that's basically what what we've gotten yeah. in the in the small like time that they're like working in tandem.
1: See I would love a spin-off of uh, Loki and Mobius and then uh, Loki and Sylvie. Yeah. See and well maybe crossing, but
0: Yeah. And that gets back to what I said in the first two episodes. Like there is a v- especially from like uh with these last two. These last two really work in tandem. Together, because I you I think these last two are really go well together, but still the show really works well in that standalone way where like the the first episode really is a nice bottle that establishes the at least what you think of the time are the conceits of the world all that seems to be unraveled at this point, but And the second episode, you kind of get that if you want to have an episode, have a buddy cop episode between Loki and Mobius. You know, you just go back and watch the second episode again. It kind of exists in that in that space. I I think did I call the timekeepers were were robots
2: specifically, or did I just say Um, that they weren't? Uh. Actually, the
1: probably because you listed out some random ones of what you thought they could be.
2: Automatons, clones, whatever, something. I don't yeah. know, but um, uh, it it doesn't matter. The uh, I think that just like anytime you have an authority figure that's working from off screen, mm-hmm. I immediately get fucking Wizard of Oz vibes. Yeah, like if you can't see them, there's a reason for that, and it's usually just that they're not what they say they are. Right.
1: Yep. So that lady, Rinslinger, is that
2: Rinslayer? Rinslayer. Rinslayer. Yeah. Genslinger.
1: Genslinger, that's <laughs> exactly... <laughs>
0: so Danzig. Yes. Yeah.
1: Knew all about it, like she's a part of it. Yeah, or see,
0: that's... Well, because in the flashback, she was just an agent. Yeah. You know, so presumably at some point she was... um, uh, She was a variant or whatever. Okay. So I don't know because does she... Does she know that pruning isn't death? Whenever That's what m- I
1: was wondering.
0: Right. Um.
1: The first very time curious. I saw that scene, I thought that she genuinely was just like, okay, kill me. Right. Like Everything I
0: believe in is a lie. Well, I
1: didn't even know if it was that necessarily, as in she seems like a very petty, spiteful person. Where Yeah, I
2: definitely think it was like, kill me so that you can't get any info. Yep. Right. Because she had a really vicious look on her face. I don't know. Yeah. It could have been anything.
1: Or she could know that pruning doesn't actually right. kill you. yeah. Yeah. I didn't think she was worried that everything fell apart. Because she, she didn't really seem to show any kind of shock.
0: Yeah. Upon Yeah, she was just still mad. Yes. Yeah.
1: So I don't think her universe got shattered.
0: Yeah. I don't know. Like... Because I don't – and I think that's probably why they're keeping tight-lipped about whether there is going to be a second season because then we know the resolution is not going to happen. We're just going to get a resolution for Loki and Sylvie and their immediate need but not necessarily the long-term Question of who's behind the Timekeepers? Because obviously the ob- the answer is obvious, right? The answer is obviously fucking Kang. Yeah, I mean like it's got to be at this point. But like that's also it's a little bit too far out to since he's like since he's supposed to be introduced in Quant in uh, the next Ant Man movie. It's a little bit too far out introducing a main villain like like that. I don't know if they do that in a in a plus series, there's a lot of questions of whether or not they would do Kang this early, but I, that's the most obvious thing to me, so I feel like it has to relate back to that some way, and Renslayer does relate back to that because Renslayer has a relationship with in the comics with Kang the Conqueror, so there is that, um, that source to pull from.
1: I don't know who these people are, but I'm so excited to like actually see it in the episode, since I don't know. I
2: do wonder how they're going to portray him, because he's kind of really strange in the comics. He's just yeah? like a fucking caveman dude, sort of. Isn't he like a
1: fucking... Who Who is this? I,
0: okay, so uh, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, but uh, King the Conqueror, basically, uh, he was a dude from the f- f- far future who used fucking magic and time travel. Uh, okay,
2: I'm thinking of the um, the DC parallel to this, yeah. this character, um. who was a caveman who was given a magical, like, uh, boost to be immortal and then, you know, used that to uh, try to conquer the world several
0: on several occasions. But, uh Fuck. But yeah, so he he used fucking you know all all the tricks at his disposal, magic and time travel and everything, to make sure that uh that the timeline where he became fucking emperor of the universe or whatever the fuck his title was okay happened. Yeah. yeah yeah
1: that makes sense right
0: um because Ooh. as we've seen timelines vary greatly um to the point where like I like I can see like even even something like uh Loki being a boy or a girl in one universe but Loki not even not even the fact that he's black the fact that he has what looks like Mjolnir or is supposed yeah. to yeah. evoke that. Yeah. Um, or being an alligator. Or...
1: I didn't know that that was Loki. I thought yeah, dude those just are all randomly Loki. had an alligator. And I was okay yeah. with it.
0: Yeah. No. Those are all... <laughs> those are all Loki. That's the funniest fucking thing. Is that in s- this means in some universe, fucking Odin came home from battle <laughs> with an alligator <laughs> and, and told Frigga, "This is our son now," <laughs> and he just went along with it. Yep. Oh. Frigga is absolutely. That sounds best like a mom. good mom. Okay. Frigga is best mom. Yeah. Um.
1: I was Thor told to watch the movies specifically to n- see what she's like.
0: Thor one and two. She's and in in game, you know that one scene with her is really good. But one and two, honestly, she's the reason why I say the Dark World isn't as bad. Um cuz like there yeah i've like i don't know maybe if i'd like been expecting it or like waiting for it and gone to th- theaters i would like i would be disappointed in it but just watching it just just casually okay. i don't have any kind i don't of have advice. any issue with it like i don't en- like i don't enjoy the enjoy the iron man sequels i don't think there's any reason for iron man to have more than one maybe two justifies itself um But except for the fact that the other two leads were getting trilogies. And so he, you know, the Iron Man needed a trilogy, too. But I don't think the Iron Man trilogy, I think all of Iron Man's important growth happens in the Avengers movies. Yeah. I think, like, it is just a vehicle for that character. Like, it's just so that we can
2: have a lot of time exposed to that character so that it can hit harder whenever he dies or whatever.
0: But um, I think Thor's the hardest thing to get through in his first two movies, like, and that's not on on Hemsworth. It's just how how the character was was portrayed was was over the top, and when there weren't other superheroes to juxtapose him against or to like yeah. to give some kind of like levity of a fucking um Robert Downey. Robert Downey Jr. or uh, fucking Tony Stark's um, bitter modern cynicism and Cap's fit also fish out of waterness, but not in the same campy way as yeah. Thor. Cap is charming about yeah. it.
1: Okay, so, so
2: how do you download a JPEG? Or <laughs> a but uh, that actually
1: makes a lot of sense to me because when I f- I think I first saw the Thor movie, but I was young, very young. And I remember being not being a fan, so I just didn't continue. And I saw Ragnarok just randomly and thought, "Oh wow, was I just a dumb cunt?"
0: No, they they com- YTD completely restructured yeah. Thor's character in, in Ragnarok for the better. And yeah, I actually
2: I think that the his original uh, portrayal was like a very uh, deliberate choice because that's kind of how his character was originally like per- portrayed in the comics. Right. Like, uh, so their their immediate interpretation was just like, well, if it worked there, maybe it'll work here and I'm sure they did take some some liberties with that so that it would work in the like cinematic medium, but somewhere in that combination it's just too alien. It doesn't give you the same kind of like pleasantries or like there's not there's almost like if he had like a straight man to bounce off of yeah. and it wasn't Natalie Portman. Yeah. Because she kind of has
0: this sort of like wide-eyed, naive vibe. Don't, don't fall for your straight man. You know, like don't, don't if don't make the straight man the love interest.
2: Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, it is weird. Because it's like, it just it just feels like he doesn't have the right kind of. setting to play around in to make his character what they wanted him to be. Right. You know, he's not he's not particularly funny. He's not particularly like wise or like you know what I mean? It's just right. like the nordic version of the quarterback at your high school.
1: He's just fun to have along. He's there for the ride. Is he though?
0: Is the no. question that we're asking. Right. right. But in, <laughs> the in Avengers in, in 3 and on, yeah, yes. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I well thought you
1: were getting as like down the road.
0: I mean, not necessarily, but it's not his fault. What three? No, I mean he's, oh, he's yeah. perfectly fun to have along in three. Um,
1: what what's three? Ragnarok. Oh okay, sorry. Yeah,
0: but uh, in game. Yeah. Oh. I mean, yeah. still. Yeah.
1: In a group, I, mean, I would be yeah. there
0: for Thor. <laughs> I just it wouldn't be as much fun. Yeah. I don't know. I think that'd be pretty
2: fucking funny. Like. Okay, never mind. I guess I'm thinking of that. It just like purely in the way they they wanted you to feel about that. Where it's just like, obviously, they're not going to leave Thor in this state of being yeah. <laughs> forever.
0: Well, I'm hoping that yeah, that gets that gets explored. Um, obviously, that'll get explored in Love and Thunder. But flashing back to Episode Three, real quick. Um, that was a, a nice little nod to uh, um a son of odin is a is a son of odin of you relax your way and I'll relax mine <laughs> and the next thing we see is loki drunk and doing the same thing that thor did in the first thor movie and throwing the glass down on the floor and yelling for a, for another and then um s- singing um what obviously is Asgardian, but I think it's. I think it's Swedish? I'm not sure what it is. It's it's one of those. Um Northern European? Yeah. Well, I guess. Yeah. But, yeah, so. Um, Loki is pruned, and he is in the prune world? Pruned Loki world? The, I don't the know, pruniverse. Pruniverse. Um.
1: Wanna see this crocodile now? I'm so excited. Yeah,
0: I'm 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 so ready. Um, and Sylvie's about to get some some information. I'm surprised though that you didn't say anything about the just like anime freeze time in this episode when like four guards. Are like standing there with their fucking, fucking prune wands, just like just holding yeah. still, and yeah, uh, and Hunter, fucking B fifty or whatever comes in, yeah, and is like, for all time. Always, yeah. Throw sword, oh, yeah. and they're just standing there, and they're just standing there. Like obviously, you know, <laughs> IRL that takes place in a matter of point five seconds. You know, it's it's a, f- it's a flash, blah, blah, blah. You have to slow it down. But typically, you would, like, say something about the unbelievability yep. of a scene like like that.
1: I honestly just thought it was funny.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it
2: is one of those things. Like, uh, fucking, it did seem, that was one of the more kitschy moments. And the music they like started playing right, at that yeah, moment. Yeah, it had a very JoJo's Bizarre Adventure kind of yeah. vibe to it
1: that definitely yeah the entire fight scene
2: What what is her name Hunter B15? Yeah. Yeah. She I like her character. Yeah, That's me too. It's it's neat. C20
1: was the other one, right?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. You really do a uh 180 on uh what is it, fucking B15? Yes. Fuck. Um She's like my one of my least favorite antagonists up until this point. Yeah. And then you see like what it actually takes for somebody to flip. It's just like bad information can do so much to fuck you up like that's kind of the whole the whole crux of it. It's just what set do you bring into your setting mm-hmm. that determines how you exist, and what you believe, what is relevant to you.
1: I did actually cry whenever she said I looked happy.
2: Oh, yeah. for real? Damn, that is sad.
1: Cause like we go from her being like this hard ass that's one hundred percent ready to cut Loki's eyes out, and then she lets a Loki give her her yeah. memories.
0: Yeah, well, and it it gets into what we're what we're always talking about of the you know the illusion of of individuality and just of just you are the narrative that you construct for yourself. Because the narrative the people that c- the timekeep or the t- fucking time cops construct for themselves is entirely bullshit. Yeah. Like, they w- they operate under the under the premise that they were created by the timekeepers and have these these false memories of, of having always existed in the TVA and that sets yeah. their that is the base that they work from and they construct their identity from um and that's not true at all and so when confronted with with the actual reality of of their I- of their identity uh, of their of their of their history and of their actual experience. You know, what does that where does that where does that put you? You know, like that is uh like deep deep programming basically. It's a very like it's a very hard question to to answer. And uh that's where we will leave off on Loki uh Cause we gotta talk about, well, by batch,
2: yeah.
0: So uh, when we left off,
2: Cad Bane had just shot Hunter mm-hmm. and kidnapped uh, Omega. Omega. So, um, fucking shit. That was honestly seeing the competence of Fennec in uh, opposition to Cad Bane was really interesting to see. Yeah. Cause yeah. I just love that this this universe is so filled with, like, what. What it would necessarily create, yeah. which is people that would have to just so viciously defend themselves, they turn that into, uh, like their their entire means of life. Mm-hmm. They just, <laughs> like, in Fennec and like Boba and fucking you know all all of these yeah. bounty hunter characters that we have throughout the, all of the extended universe of of uh of Star Wars is, they're all they're fucking, you know, cut from the same really neat cloth that can be so so varied, you know.
0: All these different assassin types. It's very cool. So yeah, that that's a really good point. Like I feel like that's the thing that makes Star Wars work so well as as a as a universe is at the core is is this uh is this mythological archa- archetypal story but sp- uh, but spreading out from that it takes the the material like reality that is created to house that that story and like Lucas's degree was actually in anthropology. That makes sense. Yeah. Cool. So like there is like a sense of like okay materially realistically what would actually be the g- like the cause and effect chain of of like of how a galaxy like this would would work you know and like yeah. and so everything seems really really believable because outside of a few like in a few areas where they're more advanced and a few areas where they're less advanced uh in technology everything plays out what's up nothing in the in a Believable uh, chain reaction, and uh, that as a you know, uh, as a materialist, I find you know very very plausible that like that um, that the chain would fl- would flow that that way. Yeah, um.
2: I think that's what makes the time in between the third and fourth episode so interesting. Yeah. Uh, and same thing with the space in between the 6th and the 7th, because you're getting this, this period of intense fluctuation right. in the status quo, and seeing what remains the same, what changes, and, like, why all of these different, uh, like, moving parts, uh, you know, uh, adjust in the way that they do. It's, it's neat seeing, like, the fall of the Republic give way to this really nefarious coalition yeah. that was already kind of manifest in the previous world. It just, you know, it shows that that like real politique of fucking the conditions that create fascism and that fucking yeah. How I mean, it, the parallels to our world have been like, you know, fucking talked to death, but it's just it's just really apparent and it makes, yeah, this this era feel really uh Connected to the tissues of reality that we experience, yeah. Especially nowadays, considering you know,
0: yeah. Um, so we, uh, so we see that in uh, in one shot that Cad Bane has a uh, has a headplate, and as it as it turns out, um, the the unfinished episodes of Clone Wars are considered canon until something um, tells, like, tells a story. But since Lucas was directly involved, that was the last thing that he did, um, was those last episodes of, of Clone Wars, those are still considered canon. And so Boba Fett uh, and Cad Bane did get into a, a blaster fight. Uh, but it was always presumed that Cad Bane died in that fight and as it turns out he he didn't so that has already taken place in the in the timeline we just yeah. haven't seen it it was it was in question of if that was going to get moved to into the bad batch since that episode was never finished but we see in this episode that he got shot in the place where boba shot him in those uh whatever fucking
2: real yeah but what what a fucking awesome voice yeah cad bane has it's it's so intimidating Uh, also that his fucking droid uh was that seth green yes okay i thought it was that fuck that's a very good uh he does have that like really c3po kind of cadence to him where it's just like it's posh, but it's not quite like yeah. a th- like it, it it has no authority. it's just like purely like p- protocol sounding right, and uh, also their dynamic is just hilarious. It's basically fucking burns and Smithers like right
1: <laughs> you're right
2: <laughs> just just really aggressive, God mm. the fucking the credits uh like when uh Bane throws the uh the fucking uh bomb. And uh Fennec does this awesome fucking soccer kick to like yeah. to 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 punt it out the window and it hits the fucking uh the droid. What's that droid's name by the way?
0: Um I don't remember because it's not like a typical droid name. Hmm. Um Well anyways, uh fucking
2: one leg. Um uh, Yeah, he, he drops all the credits and I don't know. It's just, it's, uh, it's, it's it's nice physical comedy and is also really cool at the same time. Yeah. (coughs) Yeah. Now that whole fight between, uh, Cad Bane and Fennec was really interesting. It was just neat to see them go at it. And like the brutality and the fucking intensity, Yeah. like the way he kicks her in the head at the end, that's, that's always a really satisfying and visceral, uh, like, attack you see in in film. It's just, like, the the standing kick to the grounded person's head. It's just so fucking intensely painful. But, like,
1: (laughs) it shows that they genuinely were going to murder each other. Oh, for sure. Yeah, like...
0: Uh, Toto 360.
1: Toto 360. Toto. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Um, So yeah Omega yeah so we finally get
2: oh, yeah, we should talk about the clones that she found before we get to okay, the next cool. episode
0: well we n- yeah we w- well, next episode, okay, so we and we we kind of talked about this a little bit at work today that there's never hardly ever a moment of levity in in all of s- Star Wars. Like, the whole thing is taking place against the backdrop of fucking universal galactic war. You know, like, there's never a moment of just... of pause that you do get in the MCU. Like, in in other... And you obviously get in shit like anime. um, But, like, even in the MCU, you have, like, the moments at the end or before the The tension ratchets up, and you know you actually have those moments of pause and stuff. You never get those in Star Wars, but people have complained about like episodes two through six or whatever being filler. I don't think so. I think they were character episodes. Uh, let let Omega have a beach episode, yeah, like let that poor girl have a fucking like have a fucking break like she's been through too goddamn much. Yeah. Yeah. Cuz
2: <coughs> yeah, age to attempts on her life, like her ratio is really, oh yeah. really yeah, really yeah, intense. Yeah. And she's insanely capable.
1: How old is she?
0: Um that is not really sure.
1: So it's been at least 3 attempts, right?
0: I think she's
2: supposed to be coded like preteen. Like, there's a swath of age she could be, like she anywhere feels from younger eight
1: than preteen to me. I was thinking, like, I was thinking so like eight between. to
0: thirteen, somewhere in that range. Uh, thirteen, eight would be where I was probably thinking. Yeah, because I was d- at she ten was for some reason. I yeah, somewhere around there. I would say eight to ten is yeah. where I'm thinking. I mean, sh- she She reminds me a lot of of like. Stella's grasp on the world at this at this point, yeah, you know, like she seems she and of course she could be twelve, and just the fact that she grew up on Camino, um, would would explain her naivete and stuff. But I I think the fact that she still retains that after how long she's been with the bad the bad batch, you know, um. That she's that she exists in that space of being capable and still being childlike. I would say 8 to 10 yeah. is what yeah. seems the most believable to me. <coughs> um, yeah, because we find out that Omega, what is special about Omega is that there is nothing um, special about her. That she's... Literally, as Hunter keeps saying throughout the show, she's just a kid. <laughs> like, like, yeah. Sh- like well, cool. I mean, I, they
2: they tell her she's different because yeah. she's, yeah, I w- I was she's was different. Than the, she's different than the other clones.
0: Yeah. But she's just like she has first generation DNA or whatever. And right. Well, she's unmodified. Yeah. No growth acceleration. No uh, behavioral modifications she's... Basically a child of... Right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and that gets into the question of, like, well, what makes Boba uh, Jango's child is the fact that Jango raised Boba, you know, and uh, accepted him as his son. Otherwise, he's just another clone that that doesn't have the modifications of the others. But, would... Would Boba like what would it b- do for Boba's self identity to be confronted with Omega, who is just like him but was not chosen? You know what I mean? Yeah, like and and so, Damn, like, yeah, because that, li- that line of uh, Boba is a son and the clones are property is just on just. Jango choosing to have Boba as his as his son. You know.
2: If you were going to like identify three people whose effect on the Star Wars like universe uh like the top three people whose influence was the most uh intense, mm-hmm. most overreaching, I think you'd have to say that like Jango would be among them. Oh, absolutely. Cuz like just hit the presence of his genetic code, one of the
0: strongest forces in the, <laughs> 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 the universe. At least in <laughs> terms galaxy. of like, the space we're operating in now. Yeah. Um, I would say Jango Fett, uh, Qui Gon Jinn, and Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> really? <laughs> ja- yes, Jango Fett because oh obviously right, the yeah. clone army. Right. Uh, Qui Gon Jinn because he found Anakin. Right. Um, and Jar Jar Binks, because he gave emergency powers to Chancellor Palpatine. Mm-hmm.
2: Yep.
1: Damn, you're right.
0: Yeah.
2: You just gotta I'll look to I'll the the origins of everything.
0: The the um like the inev- the inevitable um like there if those. Th- forget how uh how Matt would phrase it, but like when you're doing like all like alternate history and stuff like that
2: counterfactuals Like, do yeah. like
0: got you know, like counterfactuals and stuff like certain things set things in motion yeah you know like are no matter happen. what yeah or like no matter what happens if this happens then this chain of events is going to happen. Nothing yeah. like this yeah. is like this like the center point. And those things, no matter what else you change, um, then it would be It em- still stu- it still happens, right? The empire still right. comes about. Everything still still goes about the way that it yeah the way that it does. Well, yeah. You could also say Palpatine in general just existing. But if if Palpatine isn't given emergency powers. During the war, um, then, then he doesn't have his means to rise, to rise to power. Right. You know, like mean, but,
2: he, but he has to exist prior to that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But and have his motivations and all of his like his history.
0: But if Palpatine doesn't exist, then someone else exists to fulfill the yeah. Grand Plan. Yeah. We don't know how much of that is like purely.
2: Palpatine's existence. Right. Yeah. So and it's the same with Jar Jar. I mean, I guess there there has to be somebody to pass on that power. And yeah, but
0: um you know, Qui-Gon chose to um to take Anakin back with him. Yeah, the only Not slave he decided to free. Right. Yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. uh, Jar Jar, Jar w- was dumb enough yeah, to you yeah. know, grand emergency powers. Django chose to take the contract with the Kaminoans. Like their their like operation and their like free will acting in the world had irrevocable consequences for the world. So yeah, I would say those those yeah. three. Um, but yeah, so and of course the the question that comes up with omega is uh is how girl which a easily answered yeah b um even if it wasn't even if it wasn't the fact that there have been um clones in the real world of mice i believe that uh swapped sexes um in fact the it was male to female, and she was able to carry offspring. Um, Oh. uh, And it's... And it's, you know, mutations on the fucking, like, hormonal level happen all the fucking time. Um, Like, even if that wasn't the case, it's it's not the real world. It doesn't have to, like, work in the same way that the real world yeah.
2: works. If you were uh, going to accept a clone army as a present, as a like a...
1: Then it should be simple for them to change the gender. Yeah.
0: Right, because in the real world... Oh,
1: especially with the Bad Batch. If they can do that...
0: Well, and here's the thing. Yeah, the Bad Batch, they're not... They're modified in the same way the other clones are. Well, it makes them special are mutations. Yeah. Okay. They're not... And so, That's why Mega makes sense being part of the Bad Batch... Because she has that that mutation. But they uh Lama Sue says in the first episode that they were um uh, mu- mutations that proved to be desirable in a soldier.
1: Yeah. Um
2: which who knows how many other mutations there were that just got, you know, shit canned. Right.
1: Yep.
0: I mean like ninety nine, you know. Yeah. Um but um
1: so was Crosshair did he have modif modifications? No,
0: no. He w- his just mutation was just really good. Aim? S- yes. Yeah,
2: it's it's a hawkeye. He's a hawkeye. Right. I guess he can shoot
0: good. All right. I guess he has really good f- uh far sight and uh really steady hands. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I guess uh, that yeah. would have to be it. That and lung uh, control. Right. I mean, Hunter has like so yeah. badger senses. Right.
2: Yeah. So it's really <laughs> unclear what yeah. the exact um, yeah, does he know not also he have supersight or? Huh.
1: No, I don't. I don't, know. I don't know. No, he uses goggles. W- what? What? You said super sight, right?
2: I mean, just, like, his sight is good. Oh,
1: okay. I thought you meant...
2: Because th- that's the way they pitch him, is that his, he has heightened senses. Right. Yeah. So, that could just mean whatever we want it to mean, right. really.
0: I, you he know can
2: taste so good. <laughs> he's <just> the excellent chef. <laughs> in
1: my head, he's just, like, a hunter, but, like, a really good hunter. Yeah. Which, you know. Yeah, obviously. for sure. Like yeah, he's just always looking around like a deer.
0: You know the double stick click in Red Dead 2? Yeah. Whenever, like, you're hunting for shit, that's yeah, what Yeah, that's, that's his vibe, yeah. Yeah,
2: all, all the fucking, fucking time. He's a bloodhound from yeah. Apex. Um. Yeah. Or just a bloodhound in general. <laughs> um.
1: And Wrecker was probably at the tail end of yeah. the DNA going bad.
0: Yeah.
2: It's kind of confusing because, like, you, you could pitch it that, like, you, we've got two Donatellos in Echo and Tech, but th- I think that their roles are actually pretty different. I think
0: that Echo's actually filling the Lancer role pretty well. Yeah, he's more, he's a
2: Raphael. He's yeah. like our, yeah. But with Crosshair there, that added even further. So I think like having, I think that's actually why they may have split them up. Maybe they, yeah, they felt like.
0: Well, yeah, I think what, what throws it off is, um, Fucking Hunter plays the leader role, and uh, Echo the lancer. Yeah. But Hunter is more aesthetically and presentation-wise Raphael to Echo's yeah, Leonardo. Yeah. yeah. Um. And s- but yeah. So. So let's see. Um. It's been a couple of days since I watched this episode um i th-
1: I don't know where they separate if I'm being honest
0: so this is the one where
2: uh fucking uh, the uh the the main crew like the a team uh of the bad batch goes to uh an empire controlled planet. And being that there would be so many stormtroopers around uh fucking Omega is left in the parlor okay. with Sid, yeah, and oh my God, that dynamic is fucking uh, hilarious yes. it's basically a uh like a um orphan Annie situation mm-hmm. where like she's being taken care of people who are by people who are like purely just there consequentially and don't have any kind of like legitimate connection to her, but I think that um. She just excels in everything that she she does. Really, that's kind of been her whole.
1: Yeah, she is really smart.
2: Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's it's.
1: I'm sure it's just like the planet she was raised on. I don't, I don't think
2: we even need to have an explanation for yeah. it. Like some kids are just fucking talented. Yeah, that
1: is true.
0: Like ki- kids in an environment. Where they are able to... To flourish. Yeah. That, like... And... Obviously, she didn't have a social life. But... She... She did have, like... Education. And, like... You know, training and stuff. Like, she...
1: She was a med officer. Right.
0: Exactly. Like, she... She... She's she's been given the not res- not respect uh but the res- the responsibilities due to a to a child her age you know like i guess the r- yeah there the respect of being capable of of carrying of carrying them out yeah um And I think that's why episodes like the the middle chunk of episodes of them just kind of meandering around and stuff are so important because they you establish that she is a capable kid who still fucks up and learns and grows. And, you know, like, yeah, I don't I wouldn't have. Really believed her getting out on her own la- in the last episode. Um, if we hadn't had that time of her of her growing and everything, but I ex- I expected it going in that yeah. she would that she would make it out. It was just how is she going to to do it?
1: Yeah. But and I said she wouldn't fully get out on her own, but I thought they were gonna take her directly back to the facility and not meet on enough off short yeah. planet.
2: Really, really cool that um, she, she made it all the way out. She fucking yeah. got to the escape pod. It's just that she didn't have any fucking... She didn't know that she had anyone there to catch her. Right. And that was the function of the Bad Batch then. It right. was not necessarily to fight her battles for her in the sense. It was just to be there for her right. as support. And uh, that's really fucking cool. Yeah. Cool that we have like a a kid character that's like like just fucking holding their own, you know. You're right. It's it's very it's very like. But I would l- have loved to have had that character for me as a child.
0: Oh yeah, because when you have that character, it's always the fucking lonesome wild child in the wood kind of. Archetype.
1: Oh yeah.
0: You know, like the fact that Omega is so fucking capable. It is so fucking cool and is such a fucking badass. But sh- and but she also has a strong loving family dynamic. Yeah. Like that because m- the conditioning I got was if you're going to be cool, then you fucking
2: you got to suffer
0: you got to su- yeah. you got to suffer and you have to you can't have like you have like to brood right you have to be cloud fucking strife oh, i just have all these emotions <laughs> like you like you can't fucking like <laughs> be be sniping stormtroopers with your fucking laser bow 1 second and then like riding on your fucking uncle's shoulder eating popcorn Yeah, branded yeah. candied popcorn right <laughs>
1: Oh, yeah. suddenly put on spot, I have no idea what to say. Um. I mean,
2: it's just fucking, it's neat. It's it's a neat series. I do love that the chess game, I have no idea what the fucking rules of that game yeah. are. It makes no sense to me. Like, you have three units, they oppose each other. There are no tiles, it seems, to occupy space. It, yeah. You just operate them through a series of button pushes that it's it's unclear how many you get, you know, like... Just my, my analytical mind just goes crazy looking at that kind of shit because I just want to answer. I want to know how to play that game is really what it comes yeah. down to. Oh, yeah.
0: Oh, my God, what?
1: Yeah, we were trying to figure out how it how it works.
0: Yeah, no, I have no idea. I don't know if there is, like, internal... Because I've played, like... pazok makes no fucking sense, but it's... it's the what? It's is a card game in the Star Wars oh, okay. universe. Um, right? Um. But... But Is then that the again one you play in uh, KOTOR? Yeah. Yeah. But then again, poker makes that no goddamn okay. sense to me. Uh, so I, I think can that was kind of, of get of my
2: way through those. I'm not good at editing card games, really. Mm-hmm. But I, I
0: can get my way through them. Uh, but I don't know if I've ever seen Dejarik actually, like, played, like, where you can actually play it in a game. Yeah. Which makes me think that there aren't, like, actual... I don't think there are. There right. aren't.
2: I don't think there are actual rules to that. Isn't the first time we see it in the holiday special? Um, no.
0: The first time we see it is in episode four. Oh, shit, yeah. I told you! I didn't assert either No, I it. was
1: just so happy that I remembered it because I could not remember. <laughs> you make I it <laughs> <laughs> seem like I
0: was like, no, it was no. the holiday special. I got
1: aggressive. <laughs> I'm sorry.
0: Right, that is the one that has the "Let the Wookiee win" scene, right? Is it a New Hope? I have no idea. I
2: cannot remember. It's been a while since I've seen that or Episode Six.
0: It would either be in Episode Four or Five. It wouldn't be in. F- well, it might be in Five, because they were on the Falcon. No, it's it's four. I'm almost positive it's four. Okay. I watched. I four just I three.
2: just watched Five and I didn't see.
0: Okay, so yeah.
2: Wait, does Obi Wan say
0: that? No, C three PO does. R two is um. R two is playing. Uh, against Chewie, and um, and yeah, I think that's four. Chewie yeah. gets real upset, right? And ha- and Han's like, she like, or whatever. And uh, three goes like, no one gets, no one worries about like losing to a uh, or like losing to a uh, a droid or whatever. Or and Han's like, uh, that's because droids don't rip your arm off when they lose yeah uh wookies are known to do that r2 i have a new strategy which <laughs> <laughs> what a shitty thing <laughs> to say about his friend that he's known for so long but 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 chewie like puts he his responds
1: hand he's like yeah <laughs> yeah
0: he puts his hands like behind his behind his head and he's like yeah that's me that's yeah. what <laughs>
1: i do <laughs> yeah on on the ship was it a bigger <laughs> version or was it that same small version because I thought I remembered it being a bigger. I think
0: it's a bigger one on the ship. Yeah. And like, mm-hmm. it
1: looks like an actual arm to me. It looked like it was a chess game. Like when I first saw. It does it.
0: it does like resemble chess, and I think that's what I they're going yeah. for. I think yeah. It's it's it's
2: space chess. It's
0: big yeah. yeah. Hollow
1: chess. Is that big one looks like it chess. did have like ways they could move, but I don't know.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this this episode, like I said, it's it's not what I. W- Want because I just I want an episode with no character development, no plot development, just fucking vibing. I just wanna I just wanna fucking vibe. I just like call Rex, meet up with fucking Cut and his wife and the kids and fucking go to fucking space Disney World. Yeah. Or whatever for the day. Like just
1: uh, a daddy daycare day. Right.
0: Um
2: I really liked the uh the story on the uh Empire Planet, though. Yeah, me too. I think it showed n- the conflict that, like, I mean, his response is ideal. Like, that was an actual leader that we saw. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what is that character's name?
0: I don't remember, but M- yeah.
2: Uh, fucking Colonel Sanders. Right. I think that, like, <laughs> he was, he was, like...
1: He would not abandon that hat.
2: I think that his, his character... Is what we would hope anybody that, like, was in that level of power, how they would, like, uh, in in a fictional world, I think, is the only place where you would see that kind yeah. of actual uh, commitment to the ideals that are kind of assumed in the roles of leadership.
0: Right. Because I would, in the real world, even if, you know, the, the fucking senator or governor or whatever fucking steps up and is like, this is outrageous. I won't stand for this then my uh, fucking uh, s- cynical real politicking mind would say okay there were backroom deals to look i'll go out there and i'll be like no this is outrageous you can't do that that'll get them to calm down cuz otherwise they're they're not going to fucking listen if i just go out there and be like look we g- this is for the for the good of the nation or whatever yeah. i got to fucking like i got to play play to them a little bit we're we're still cool you know i'd still be like let's wait and see what happens under Biden yeah. before we, like, yeah, give him all the credit. But, so, yeah, absolutely. Only in, the, only in fiction could I just accept that, yeah, okay, that's, that's, a, good, that's a good guy. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Stidig? But
2: could you imagine any real-world leader with, like, uh, fucking an, an armed force with long guns, right? Completely surrounding you, just decrying <laughs> whatever authority yeah. is like right there. That's, I can't think of one time that's ever happened.
1: His name is Avi Singh. Yeah.
2: I liked his dynamic with his droid as well.
1: Yeah. The vase.
2: Yeah, that was neat. I like that. That droid. We we kind of see a reflection of uh her programming through yeah. that exchange with the vase because she was willing to fucking smash it to fuck up that uh stormtrooper, right? Yeah. 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 Even though she she clearly valued it a lot and was willing to sacrifice her own well being for it. She uh was willing to destroy it to protect the fucking batch. So okay. just neat neat stuff. I think that like, that's the only thing uh, that gives you any kind of legitimacy in a in a role of authority is self sacrifice. Is yeah. instead of seeing power as an excuse to exact your own will, it is an opportunity to sacrifice yourself for others.
1: She adapts well as well. Like yeah. To the the plan, not okay at first, and then willingly is just like yeah. I can do this.
2: Definitely more suited for C three PO's role in. <laughs> <laughs> every movie he's in than he was but for that exact reason she wouldn't be in that role
0: yeah no, that's that's a really good um, point and uh, applicable lesson to take away that (coughs) in in a system of hierarchy where you find yourself on the bottom you will never uh you you will never find satisfaction in the climb. Uh you will never find g- gratification and like purpose in in the as- in the ascent up the hierarchy cuz few make it to the top and when you get there there's no one else but the few other people that were willing to step on whatever they could. To get up there, so the only way to assert your to assert your individuality is to forsake your individuality. Only way to to assert your own um, purpose and value is to step outside of that and to and to be and to be selfless, because because that subverts. The the entire framework, that that supports that hierarchical ladder.
2: Yeah, that theme actually connects through Loki and uh, this last episode of the Bad Batch mm-hmm. mm. in that plot line.
0: Hmm.
1: Great weeks.
0: Yeah, I am uh, twenty five hours and twenty nine minutes to the next Loki uh or for you all listening to this uh I don't know if you're catching it on your ride to work or whatever it's probably gonna be about seventeen hours until this until the next episode comes out, and I am very excited um and and for where the bad batch goes, I mean, I hope Hunter isn't made a liar. Um, oh, th- uh, it didn't Camino. show us who won, right? No, it does not. That I I wonder if they're gonna reveal that or just keep that as like uh as a back pocket excuse for if they ever have have to offload Omega again. Um, but I feel like Omega probably won. I'm that's 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 my bet is is on is Omega-1. I feel like even if... I don't know, like...
2: I think it would serve the plot better if she did win. Yeah. she could, you know, come on the missions and stuff. Right. That's kind of what they're setting up to is that, like, Hunter made it so that she could earn her position by giving her an opportunity to do a thing that she's already excelled at to earn her place in the main crew.
1: After she paid off their debt.
2: Right, exactly. Yeah. She did a thing they could not. She has asserted her value... Even relative to their capabilities, yeah. So, really cool, like cool stuff.
1: One hundred percent more than what they probably made on that, like oh. trip they went on.
0: Oh yeah, for sure.
1: Also, Sid agreed to sixty percent.
2: I think that she was, yeah, she was proud, or she was, she uh, she admired in Omega that she was able to negotiate yeah right. you know because sh- you could tell she didn't quite expect it and she was like pleasantly surprised or at least bemused by the idea that omega would assert mm-hmm. that I'm the one making the money I'm going to make a majority of it you're just a middleman right so yeah.
0: and also like oh omega knew knew her value in that moment and played it well, yeah, yep. like she knew, I can demand what I want. If I don't, like if I don't play for you, then then well good nobody luck. plays. Yeah, right. Yeah, you're gonna fucking lose again. Right. If you want to win, then you'll take thirty percent. Exactly or forty percent. Yeah. yeah.
1: Whatever. Whatever. Um. Whatever it so means. we haven't addressed it yet, but the um, I don't know what her name is. I think it's a she, the one who hired Finnick. Oh uh um,
2: oh, yeah. Sue. Yeah. Yes. Another kind of a uh, Mobius uh type uh character. Yeah. Somebody who is like moving against the authority that's been established around them. Uh
1: yeah, she just doesn't want Omega to die.
0: Yeah. Th- yeah, I'm to see how that uh plays out in these n- last six episodes or five episodes. I remember it's fifteen or sixteen, but
1: Oh yeah, the assistant got murdered.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah! Damn. Sh- fuck. Conway.
2: Yeah. Killed the fuck out of her.
0: Them.
1: Which interesting because the uh They're the dude.
0: They're fucking Fuck them.
1: Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> uh, the dude who sent, who said to go out and get it. What's her name?
0: La- Lama Sue is Lama the Su- good one. Okay. Conway is the yeah. dead one.
1: L- yeah. So <laughs> she w- she wanted to go, but the dude told her no. Yeah. So.
0: Um.
1: Do you think he might suspect that she was involved?
0: Uh.
1: It's kind of a reach.
0: Well, he does. He does say your affections for the young clone have interfered with our plans before or whatever so yeah if, if he knows about
2: it i think he would need some kind of evidence that we haven't seen if right. he has or not i don't think anything would would pretend that he would have to know by now
0: what's his fucking name again
2: the, the prime minister yeah i don't know Wan Fu food something like that it's fucking Avi you no that dude no, uh, no prime prime minister minister the senator p- yeah the, oh. the prime minister of oh Pimino. it was something weird uh, t- uh tall tall boy tall tallman s- s- um. slippery Pete s- sl-
1: okay
0: I'm still trying to r- fucking remember I'm trying to picture Om- Omega saying his right his name yeah um uh, g- uh, uh well Laffy Taffy he uh, goop goop boy but I s- I feel like Omega, and she probably would have still resisted, but I feel like where Hunter fucked up was Omega thought the reason, and, yeah, a big part of the reason why she didn't get to go was because of, like, the Imperial presence and everything and it being too dangerous for her. But also, before we even know what the mission is, yeah, it's like Omega needs a a break. And I feel like if if it had been presented to her in that way of like look this isn't about you you're perfectly capable any other fucking like time you'd be going with us but you've just been through a lot and yeah. you n- we have to do this we have to do the job but trust us you need you need to to take a break it's not good to jump from something like that right into another fucking like Engagement as as a soldier, you need to you need this furlough. I feel like that would have like that would have helped. That would have I helped. That she could have also
2: been like, you're right. I am competent, so I'm coming. Like right, like, like, yeah. like I said,
0: I think she still would have resisted. Right, but
2: I don't think that she. They definitely didn't do the best they could have to convince her
0: that this was necessary, which right. it absolutely was. Or or their reasoning why, which
1: them um, being like the uncle figures just makes sense to me that that's the only explanation they give is that
0: right but, but yeah but i ex- I expect that um that we'll find our way back to Camino at uh at some point um I'm sure we'll see Finnick again
2: um. Hopefully. I'm really growing. I actually like this portrayal of her better than in Mandalorian.
0: Same. Um.
2: She just kind of seems a little bit more three-dimensional, a little less... Uh, I don't know. She was st- she was still good in Mandalorian. It's just, you know, some the freedom of animation is really doing a lot for her. Yeah. We get to see her do more badass, like, kung fu shit. It's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, because there's definitely no way, like, you could even do half the stuff that she did in the animation in the Mandalorian.
2: Yeah. Like, between this fight scene and her in, uh, um, or on that, uh, um, what planet was that?
1: I don't know. But with the speeders?
2: Yeah. The whole car chase. Yeah. Um, Pantora. 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 Yeah. Cool shit. Cool, cool shit. I do want to see more Cadbane, too, though.
1: Oh, yeah, he's not dead, is he? No. Every time I turn my back, he's alive, and <laughs> I don't know why I keep being kind of surprised.
0: That's
3: been
2: his thing. Yeah. <laughs> it, is, it is for a lot of these bounty hunter-style characters, you know? They're just very, very uh, durable.
1: I love how he's, like, literally just a space cowboy.
0: Yeah. Django kind of went out like a bitch, but... Lama Su is the, p- is the Prime Minister. Nala Se is the good one. Okay. okay. Cool. I mean, Jango went out like a bitch, but against, like... Yeah. One of the... Str- right. Like, the strongest... Jedi. One yeah. of the strongest Jedi ever. Um, fucking... The guy who took Running up Antiquette. on him. Like how, yeah. how did he go out? I uh, got uh, by Mace Windu. Him. Oh,
2: what? Uh. Jango? Oh, I thought... Doesn't Obi-Wan kill him on... Oh, I thought he died on in that fight with uh Obi Wan on fucking um No, he survives, he's in the battle of genosis. Yeah, now now I'm remembering. But yeah, shit.
0: Either way.
1: Mace Windu just snuck up on him?
0: No, they just fight. Like Oh, okay. Uh yeah. Django's shooting at him, fucking Mace is just blocking his bolts and he just fucking just comes up and just shun.
2: Oh fuck yeah! We uh, we rewatched uh, a lot of the uh, uh, Gendi Tartakovsky, Clone Wars uh, yeah. shorts, and the Mace Windu one really does stick out. Like that's yeah. fucking awesome. Yeah, that battle is so cool. I do wish we got more of that in like the um, the prequel trilogy, because that was an opportunity for a lot of these. Like, I think th- that's where like the lightsaber fights were the lamest, because. When they were isolated and uh, like they were just completely carried by CGI, which at the time was just a little bit shaky, even though it d- even comparably it doesn't look that bad. It's just, you know, it's a l- it's a limited fucking medium.
1: Yeah. It looked like it was just a bunch of glow sticks.
2: <laughs> yeah, it was it was weird. Like in in the very original trilogy, the effect is really like strange to a modern eye of the mm-hmm. lightsaber stuff, but like they're choreographed in the way that like swashbuckling, yeah. uh, like old f- like film serials were. Yeah. so oh it kind okay. of has this really filmic uh, dynamic to it. It makes a lot of sense, but um, yeah, uh, in, the, in the prequel trilogy, the only time we really get that, or like a lot of opportunities for those kinds of fights were missed, especially with Mace. Um, yeah like that scene in like the stadium uh the like arena fight scene mm-hmm. do you, you know what i mean with all the fucking jedi yeah it's just them all just
0: fucking swinging you know it doesn't really yeah, have sticks. any kind of I, I yeah and i feel like the the sequels get get back to that and, like yeah the the fact that there are ex many thousands of jedi and one sith um means that there a isn't it doesn't have that like sense of dramatic resolution that it does when you have the lightsaber duel, you know yeah. where you can like you can have one lightsaber duel in four, five, and six, yeah, and they all take place in the third act, and like it it is a climactic moment, whereas in the prequels it's like how many people can we have fight count Dooku? or yeah. you know or like yeah or just
2: how many chairs can we throw at palpatine right um, but then like you get to the s- sequel trilogy and you get like the throne room right. fight and the the, the fight on uh, the, the red clay planet whatever it is oh uh, great yeah
0: yeah like the i feel like the sequel trilogy um that's probably the thing that I think undisputably, I think it does the best out of the trilogies. Oh, is it action the action sequences? Yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Specifically, like with the, I mean, the dog fights are gr- are great. But the dog fights are are great in um, in pretty much all of them. Pretty right. much all of them, yeah. yeah. Um, but because there aren't that many, there are more in in nine, but they're all, uh, they're all Ray and Kylo. And yeah. so they're pretty much all Ray and Kylo throughout the trilogy, so it's all building on that on that same narrative tension and everything. Uh, so the next uh, four, because Common Ground has already come out, the next four episode titles are Devil's Deal, Rescue on Ryloth, Infested, and War Mantle. Which, if you remember, Rogue One. Uh one of the Imperial projects that was listed was Project War Mantle. So Yeah. Uh we don't know what that is, but
1: We might find out.
0: We're gonna find out, yeah. And of course the last two episodes, no we're not gonna find out the titles for those. So
1: Oh cool, so we have six more.
0: Yeah. Um but uh Ryloth is where um Hera from uh, rebels is oh, is from okay. uh which she would be a she would be um canaan Caleb's age at at this point um but yeah so uh this is probably our last bit of calm before shit starts to Pop starts off. To Starts to pop off, cause you know, S- devil's deal. Mm-hmm.
2: What deal with crosshair? Maybe deal with uh, um, uh, fucking oh, two one foo. Fu- I can't I remember w- his fucking name. to Tolanon,
0: well, Toblerone. Assume. Um. Okay. Or does, or does Sid make a deal. With mm, that too, she could.
2: They.
1: I was gonna say after what we just saw, but yeah, Sid would do whatever for money.
0: Right. Exactly. So I don't know. And uh, the
1: debt's paid off, so she doesn't need them. Right. Well. Because she has her money, but yeah. they do still bring income in.
0: Well, see that. That's that would question. replace it
1: though. Like Oh, you're right.
0: What's going now that cuz now uh that whole arc is kind of kind of done. Yeah. Like we've dealt with the inhibitor chips. We know ab- about Omega and we're not indebted to sit anymore. And so where we go from here we're back to like we're back to square one of like whatever whatever happens it's really hard to predict the next episode because we're just at the fucking um at a baseline again so maybe they keep working for Sid I think we
2: may get uh, I think it's possible that Sid could betray them but it, it's also possible that we could get like a Lando situation with Sid. Mm-hmm. wherein they're they're put in a really compromised position and they do their best to negotiate in the deal to the best of their abilities for, you know, in, in Lando's case, the fucking Falcon crew, and in Sid's case, the Bad Batch. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. It's, it c- there's a bunch of... Because we're kind of seeing Sid having a, like, a begrudging respect for the Bad Batch. Right. Even if she Omega
1: does. specifically, right,
2: yeah, and I think that that would be you know she's obviously the most valuable chip in all of this, even though you know everyone of them is being hunted. I think that you know it all basically centers around Omega as the main piece to take, so was we'll she s- just
1: we'll see. not given an inhibitor chip,
0: no, nothing why, um.
2: Maybe it would put her in danger. That's... Well... Because uh, if she was trying to engage in, like, Order 66 and stuff like that, then she'd be put in a uh, potential, like, conflict with Jedi as a
0: child. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I that
1: is true. I...
0: Her... The reason why Omega exists is to be a new template for the clones. Yeah. Yeah. So I honestly think they want her to be like a broodmother kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, oh, I think that there's... no.
2: Not like in the Dragon Age sense, where it's like all visceral and bloody and gross. My or stomach in the handmaiden turned. sense. I d- I think, you know, in more in like the high fantasy oh okay. sci-fi way of, okay. you know, her yeah. just being like what Django was to a previous right.
0: iteration of clones. Yeah. Yeah and so like i mean it makes sense that like if you start with a with a clone that has the has those modifications done then that's going to produce an in, an inferior subject than if you start with Fresh. With pure, fresh yeah. DNA. I mean, like I said, they're eugenesis. Like yeah. Even if it doesn't actually make sense in science, it does in fucking, like, the 19th century fucking pseudo-proto-fascist science that they fucking are structured around. <coughs> but, yep. yeah, shit's about to pop off in Loki. Shit's probably about to pop off in the Bad Batch. And, um... We will be here to talk about it um, at a completely different time, probably later in this same week. Um, Who fucking knows? But uh, we will be here. So like and subscribe. Hit that follow button. um, And call your mom, especially if she taught you magic.